Hi, I'm Danica Patrick and proud aunt. Watching my nieces grow, play, and learn is amazing, but not every child gets to be carefree. One in six kids in the U.S. are hungry. One in six. That little girl sitting alone at the playground, she can't play like the other kids. She doesn't have the energy because she's hungry. School lunch will be her only meal today. It breaks my heart that this is the reality in our country, but it's something that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste. This food is then provided to families and children in need. Being a kid should be about using your imagination, learning, and having fun. These children shouldn't have to miss out on simply being a kid because they're hungry. To find out how you can help end childhood hunger in your community, visit feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Welcome into the Sports Insanity Podcast. Let's go completely insane, peeps! Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome into the bottom of the sixth inning of Game 13 of the Sports Insanity Podcast on the Sports Insanity Network. I'm Mike Rifkin, joined by my good friend, Danny Boy Reginald, Dan Rines. Dan, happy Friday. Happy Friday, TGIF. It is a basketball weekend. Uh, We got play-ins going on right now, and the... Saturday slate of the NBA playoffs features the Knickerbockers. I'm very excited, very excited to see all that. So uh, I'm excited. It's a, it's a good be good weekend. Playoff basketball, baseballs in full swing. Playoff hockey, too. Oh, By the way, NFL draft is a week from Thursday. Oh, oh yeah, that's get the popcorn bonus. ready. Yeah, wishbone shotgun will be all over the draft coverage. So please tune into that. But I have to mention something, and I and I I did say this on the podcast update um, that was released. Five of the New York area teams, NHL and NBA, are all in the playoffs. Let's go! Yeah, five in the New York metropolitan area in the playoffs. Nets, Nets, all three hockey teams. Mm-hmm. Nah, the I mean, first look, time and it feels like forever. You know, Any time that New York is fully represented in these playoffs, I smile. You have to. You can't. You, you can't help but smile because it, it just goes to show you how, how good of the sports city we are. It's great. And if you go back, the Giants made the NFL, the football playoffs, and the Mets and Yankees both made the MLB playoffs last year. Okay. So only the lowly Jets can't. And the drought. Well, that's, okay. a, that's a whole nother conversation. But it's okay. The Buffalo Sabres are still with us. So I'm very excited about that. And next year, we will make sure that Buffalo still has a title of playoff drought, the longest playoff drought in professional sports. 
that is where they rightfully belong. I'll say this because I'll cover will be covered breakaway bandits this week and we'll do a playoff preview. The Sabres do have a bright future. I, I will give certain people who root for the Sabres that they do have a bright future. Yeah. yeah That's all they're, they're getting out of me. But they're, they make playoffs. I, I, I'm not going to sit here and say they'll make the playoffs. I just think the Eastern Conference is going to be really good again next year, but yeah. I'll digress on, on that. Yeah. Well, at least the Penguins aren't. So that, that's what. Oh, the. Oh, stay tuned, breakaway bands. We're gonna we're gonna talk penguin hockey yeah. for sure, as well as the playoffs. But Dan, you mentioned it. We got playoff basketball this mm-hmm. weekend. Yeah, game one's galore starting Saturday. Currently in the Eastern Conference playing game, the Heat are up five on the Bulls in the third quarter. Uh, the Heat lost to the Hawks, and the Bulls beat the Raptors. And the winner of this game will play the one seed Bucks, correct? The winner, yes. The winner of this game will play the Bucks <laughs> because the Hawks will now play the Celtics. So that that's kind of the rundown. Also, I, I just got to shout out DeMar DeRozan's daughter yelling at the free throw shooters of the Raptors <laughs> during that game. <laughs> I mean, absolutely. I mean, her scream was absolutely, absolutely daunting. It's incredible. Like you know how, and and that's the that's the greatest part about the sports. Any way you could annoy these athletes, these million dollar athletes, it's always a plus. The Raptors miss eighteen free throws. Eighteen. If they Which get within itself is it excusable. That's a whole nother yeah. conversation. If they get 10 of those, they win the game. Because they, they were up the whole game. If they get five of those, they win the game. Yeah, so, uh, so shout out to Mar- – I'm picturing her – I'm a big Seinfeld fan. Yes. There's the face painter episode with mm-hmm. David Putty, who is Patrick Warburton, who's a big Devils fan, and he paints his face as a devil for the Devils-Rangers playoff series – Gotta support the team, and I'm just imagining her, his daughter. You know, I gotta support my dad in any way, shape, or form. The the Bulls Heat, the Heat are up four late in the third. Winner will play the Bucks. The rest of the East will line up like this: the Celtics play the Hawks, the Nets play the Sixers, and. Our beloved New York Knickerbockers will play the Cleveland Cavaliers without LeBron James. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so, so j- just starting with the Knicks and the Cavs, because that's where we can focus. Julius Randle, they're saying questionable, but a lot of people are expecting him to play in game one on Saturday, Dan. He wants to come and play game one. So that that's so that it's a good sign that he feels he's ready. And obviously the Knicks are obviously they're, they're not they're not jumping the gun, which is good. They don't have to jump the gun. If he's not hundred percent ready, then he doesn't play. Now the the good part about it is that we get to see more of Obi Toppin, who's played very well in Julius's absence. Quinn Grimes, who has been exceptional in Randall's absence. Emmanuel quickly 
who's been phenomenal all season, arguably six man. So at least the Knicks have the depth to get by. In a big series, seven-game series, do I think the Knicks will win without Julius Randle? No, I don't. I don't. I think eventually, if he is good enough to go, if the doctors clear him, then he should be playing on the floor. Now, you could coach and tell him, look, you don't have to do too much. This is just for you to score and to make good basketball decisions. You don't have to dribble the ball. You don't have to do too much with it. Just do your thing and score. Yes, on board with that. If Julius is healthy enough, do it. That's what he should be doing. If he's not healthy enough, the Knicks are going to have to figure it out. And again, in in this big-time series, I just don't know if they can do it without him. So it's going to be a tough loss, but – it just means that people have to step up. If they want to really win the series, everybody has to step up big time. And, and you can't be losing games like you did down the stretch of the season. And I know it didn't really affect them much, but the fact that they lost the last couple of games, it does scare me a little bit. Not going to lie. When you say everyone must step up, I couldn't agree with you more. Guys like Grimes, McBride, Quickly, who's had a phenomenal year. You're right on sixth, the man. The guy I'm looking at is R.J. Barrett. I need R.J. Barrett, who had an inconsistent year at best, to have a – you want this moment, R.J.? This is the moment the team needs you. Julius Randle isn't 100%. We know how good Jalen Brunson has been all year. But this is the time where this team is going to need him to help contribute offensively yeah. because the young for a lot of the young guys, this is going to be their first time, but for guys like Barrett and quickly, they played a couple of years ago when they played the Hawks in the first round. So there's a little bit of playoff experience here. So if the Knicks can take advantage and, and Tibbs get coaches up this defense They've got a shot here. Yeah, they've McLaren, got a real shot. Yeah, I, I I agree. Now with RJ, RJ is interesting because it, it seems like all season he just chooses what type of game he's going to have, and that's been a bit frustrating. You're going against Donovan Mitchell, the man we did not trade you for. So obviously, if Mitchell cooks us and we're getting nothing out of RJ and nothing out of everyone else. And it's just the Brunson show minus Julius Randall. Yeah. We're going to hear it. We're going to hear it big time. Now, obviously I don't care about it that much. I just care about relevancy. And, but I'm just saying that the reality situation is all the the basketball circles are going to do that. So let's shut up those basketball fanatics let's shut up the nba circle and have a good series you know we're not asking a lot from rj we're asking for 25 points maybe a night you can do 23 i'll be okay with that too and have some contributions get a steal get some rebounds uh play good defense 
this is what we this is the type of player that we're expecting RJ to be, and he has not been that. Yeah, they're going to need him in this series. Here's the thing: you brought up the word relevancy. The Knicks made the playoffs two of the last three years. I don't think it just puts them in the relevancy conversation. I think it also puts them in the conversation of, hey, we think we're one superstar from actually doing something, whoever that superstar may be. So the Knicks, and with the draft picks they have, and they will have some money to spend, make a move. Make a big move if you feel it's a Unnecessary, but don't make the move. And this is just for the summertime. Don't make the move for the sake of making the move. Yeah. Do it because you think this person could fit. And that's all predicated if they lose a series. They win this series. Hey. Now we're talking here. Yeah. But but, but again, it, it's how you win the series. Right. And who is the big factor into that series? Yeah. So um the slate on Saturday starts with Nets 76ers, followed by Hawks Celtics, followed by Knicks Cavs, followed by Warriors Kings, which is the late game. Uh, that's on the west side. But just sticking with the east here, I'm presuming you like Boston over mm-hmm. Atlanta. Yeah, though I will say Atlanta had an, I mean, against the Miami Heat team that's mediocre at best. They actually had a pretty darn good game, you know, for a Hawks team that was down and out. They're trying to get back into at least a playing spot. They get to the playoffs. It's a remarkable story. Quinn Snyder's done an absolutely tremendous job with that team. Um, I know I gave them crap earlier in the week, but you know what? I think the Hawks proved to me that they they are a playoff team and that they are – Still in that conversation. Trey Young was brilliant, 25 points. So, yeah, the Celtics, I don't know if they should be scared, but they should at least look out a little bit, not take it for granted. Uh, the Bucs will play the winner of this Heat, Heat Bulls game. I think we're on the same page. We both like the Bucs. Yeah. It's going to be a little too much for both of those teams. And especially I mean, how, my only question is how do you stop Giannis? Well, that, that's the I'm question. Not, no. <laughs> I don't know. What, 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 everywhere this guy goes, he can go left, he can go right, he can go up. And go. This guy is dirty. He's dirty. Uh, he's so he's strong. He's athletic. He legitimately is the Greek freak. Yeah. Uh, Net Sixers. I know the Sixers have had their issues in the playoffs at times. They're not losing to the Nets. No. The Nets are too young for this moment. I think they caught a break because the Heat struggled down the stretch and that they were able to, the Nets were able to come up with a big winning streak of their own and they were able to get into that sixth spot. So, but I think that I think the moment will be a little too much for some of these young folks in Brooklyn. It's not a knock on Brooklyn. I think Brooklyn is trending in the right direction. I think tr- Brooklyn should be very, very happy with where they are. Um, the the best Brooklyn. thing they ever did was trade those two guys. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm always in the belief that Kevin Durant should have stayed and just to grow with this young group. 
But look, Kevin Durant, he didn't want to be here. It is what it is. This is a good group that they have here. Yeah, good coach in Vaughn. And he, this this team right now has a making of something special if they can continue growing. And I think the advantage that they have here over the other teams is that they're getting the playoff experience now, which is something that a lot of these young teams out there beg for every day. So they're getting the playoff experience now. This is great for them. And, you know, I think that it's a win-win for them. It's not – there's no loss here, really. Because all the pressure is on Philly. Yeah. All the pressure – we've seen James Harden have playoff meltdowns. We've seen Doc Rivers at times have playoff meltdowns. But – Philly's just going to be too – Embiid, Harden, Tobias Harris, it'll be too much. Uh, Knicks, Cavs, do the Knicks pull it out there? I think the Knicks, they'll steal a game. I don't know if it'll be in game one. They'll steal a game in Cleveland, and they'll go back to the Garden Rocket. If the Knicks can steal two in Cleveland, that is something that I dream of. Going to the Garden, you have a lead in the series. Like, that, that's something that I dream of. So, uh, but I, I think I'm dreaming a little too big here. Uh, Cleveland will definitely get game one. Um, and uh, I don't know about game two, but um, you know the Knicks are going to be mad if they lose game one. So, be prepared for that. Uh, I, I'm with you. I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if they won this series. I just wouldn't. No. But, yeah. Let's see. Out west, the Thunder and the Timberwolves are going to play at 9.30 to see who will play Denver in the first round. Outside of that, we got Lakers, Grizzlies, Clippers, Suns, and Warriors, Kings. Uh, I, I... I know the Lakers and the Grizzlies are going to get a lot of attention because of the Shannon Sharp stuff that happened earlier in the season. <laughs> but do Clippers Suns? I, I I love that series. It's going to be an interesting series. Like the the Suns, who you know they they have Kevin Durant, who has been solid for them. He's done an excellent job. Um, ever since um, making his um, making his move over there, so certainly it's going to be there. He's going to be looking good, but the Clippers were only a game out of that four spot to end the season, so they're right there. So it's not going. It's going to be like it's going to be a little bit like this Knicks calf series where you 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 kind of know which team. Has the upper hand, but one game here and there goes your bad goes a bad way. You know, you're talking about a completely different series here. So it's gonna be a close one. I think it'll be a close one. Um the Kevin Durant will be a little too much though. So therefore, I believe that the Suns will end up winning the series and Clippers go night night. 
Yeah, someone really good's going home. So I'm intrigued by Kawhi versus Kevin Durant. I think that's a fun matchup. Yeah, like even even having a having a Westbrook there too, you know, Westbrook he, against CP three, who has been who ever since getting to the Clippers has actually done a very good job, and we knew we knew he'd be very he'd be much better without the LeBrons and the ADs and that stacked lineup that the Lakers have, that mediocre <laughs> stacked lineup the Lakers have. <laughs> And it'll be interesting to see from a Clippers point of view if they can get Paul George back. This change, that changes a whole dynamic too. But Clippers Suns that should be fantastic. Grizzlies Lakers. If the Grizzlies put all this Ja Morant and other drama behind them, I really like the Grizzlies. Yeah, because I know a lot of people in the media world. Wanted to make that playing game all about how great LeBron and AD were, and they were fantastic. If the Timberwolves don't choke that game away, the Lakers are playing the Thunder tonight, not yeah. the Timberwolves. Yeah, they I mean, choke that game away. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, in that five minute overtime, the Lakers turned it up a little bit, and they didn't give up. The Timberwolves did, so. I don't know how much I trust the T Wolves, especially since they have some team drama in there. I don't know how much um, that's going to factor in. It might factor in a little bit, but yeah, like that—that that team right now is not looking like. And they had a good play-in game against the Lakers. I'll give them that. But you know, if we're going to move forward with this squad, they, they need to come back down to earth a little bit. And see themselves and stay focused on the game. They're going to be focused on who's not getting rebounds, and who's not getting blocks, and who's not getting steals, who's not scoring points, or whatever BS. And, you know, you have players that break their hand by smashing onto walls. That's going to be a problem, massive problem in the series. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on there. I, I think, uh, I, I think that, uh, uh, they're going to be a, a massive problem in this playing game. But, you know, let's be real. You know, the Grizzlies and the Lakers, um, you know, I feel like the Grizzlies are the better team. John Morant went through whatever, and I think it's not necessarily fixed, but he's getting there. And, he's, and him being there makes this team so much better, bottom line. It makes the team better. So I have no doubt in my mind that the Lakers will probably lose the series to the Grizzlies. I think the Grizzlies are just better. And look, it doesn't mean that the Lakers aren't good. They had an exceptional second half of the season, but it took them half of the season to get to a seventh seed. And you just wonder how much energy they used up in that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I just like the Grizz. The three six Warriors Kings who broke the longest playoff drought in the four major sports. The Kings are the best story in basketball. Yeah, I'm not picking against Steph and company in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I think this is the matchup the Warriors were hoping. It, it's not a knock on the Kings, and look, do I think the Kings are gonna? 
lose badly in this series? No, I think it'll be a very strong series. I can see this series going seven. I'm not going to lie. I think this series will go seven. It will be Steph Curry and company moving on to the next round. If they can get one of these first two on the road, because mm-hmm. everyone talked about how bad they were on the road. They win a first the game one on the road. That that gives them all the confidence in the world. So with this Kings team that look, they had a great set, they had a great season. Now this is where the real deal, this is the real competition. You're no longer facing bullshit teams in the East or some crap ass teams in that were bottom of the Western Conference. You're not facing those teams anymore. You're facing the best of the best in the West. Yeah, I like how it worked. Um, you're facing best teams in the league now. And the Warriors are one of them. Whether people like it or not, the Warriors are one of the, are still one of the best teams in the league. Yes, they have 44 wins, but they're still one of the best teams in the league, hands down. So if I'm the Kings, I need to be careful a little bit. Don't allow these shooting monsters from beyond Yard to get those threes. The second they start cooking from three, it is all over. And no one would know that better than Mike Brown, who was an assistant for Steve Kerr for all those years with the Warriors. And they're going to get Andrew Wiggins back, it looks like, for game one. So that whole plethora of Clay, Steph, Poole, Wiggins, they're going to be there. Draymond, if they, and when I say that, I mean the Kings, get the production out of Sabonis, who was great all year on Fox, I think they'll make it a series. I'm just, I'm not going to pick against the Warriors in the playoffs. It's not a thing I do. It's not a thing anyone should do. So, And look, like the Kings can surprise us and actually win a series. And look, it wouldn't, surpri- it wouldn't necessarily surprise me because they are a three seed. But this team is inexperienced. You can't, you cannot deny it. They are an inexperienced team. Now, yes. Mike Brown's not inexperienced in the playoffs. He's been there many times. Yeah, as an assistant and with the Cavs. Mm-hmm. I almost said with the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> so. Uh, just an update. The Bulls are now up five on the Heat with about seven and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter. They, they had a tremendous end of the third quarter. They were scoring buckets like nothing. So uh, Chicago is low. Uh, they can keep it up with the next you know, seven and a half. It's looking good for them. I just want to say this because I know the guys are in this. Bam out of body is one out of nine from the field. Right, like good. that, that that's brutal. That's dreadful. And he and he had a good plan against the Hawks. Him, Butler, they they were actually doing very well. But you know, one of nine from the field, that's not something that you want to hear in your three quarters of play. It's in, in the biggest good. game of the year. And you're trying to make the playoffs. You you say you guys say you're a playoff team. Um but now you're in danger of losing to the 10th seed. That's a problem. And you lost to a nine seed already when you lost to the Hawks. Problem. The problem. 
Yeah, so. Winner of Thunder T-Wolves will play the Nuggets. I'm not picking against the Nuggets, so. The nuggets are t- too good. Way too good. Um, it has come out also just that the MVP finalists were announced today. Mm-hmm. And the finalists for MVP are Nikola Jokic, Joel Embiid, and Giannis. Mm-hmm. Jokic is looking to become the fourth player ever to win three consecutive, joining Larry Bird, Walt Chamberlain, and Bill Russell. So uh, here are the finalists for the other awards. Defensive Player of the Year, Jaron Jackson Jr. of the Grizzlies, Brooke Lopez of the Bucks, and Evelyn, Evan Mobley of the Cavs. Rookie of the Year go honors Paolo Banchero from Ma- the Magic, Jalen Williams of the Thunder, Walker Kessler of the Jazz. It better be Walker Texas Ranger Kessler. That's all I'm saying. Have the nickname Texas Ranger. Uh, sixth man of the year, Malcolm Brogdon of the Celtics. Bobby Portis of the Bucks, And as Dan mentioned earlier, Emmanuel Quickly of the Knicks. Coach of the year, Mike Brown of the Kings. Mark Deneau of the Thunder and Joe Mazzula of the Celtics. Clutch player of the year, which I did not know this was a thing. De'Aaron Fox of the Kings, Jimmy Butler of the Heat, DeMar DeRozan of the Bulls, and the most improved player, Laurie Markkinen of the Jazz, Shea Gilgis-Alexander of the Thunder, and Jalen Brunson of the Knicks. So those are the finalists for the award. Awards. I'm a little... (sighs) I understand the circumstances. Putting Joe Missoula as a finalist for Coach of the Year, I think, is kind of odd, seeing as the Celtics were in the finals last year. Yeah, and, and it's the fact that the Celtics are still fairly good. They're a two seed. Like, it's not – I don't know how much of a difference him being a coach actually made. I, 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 I get the circumstances, but coach of the year to me, uh, screwed it, it means you resurrected or you did something uh, right. So Mike Brown will probably win it, but even, even Brad Stevens can coach this team to a two seed. They're that good. Yeah, so. get J- Here's the game plan. Get Jason Tatum the ball and have him do stuff. Yeah, and, and I, <laughs> exactly. Now, I, I, obviously, I'm not saying that you know it's that that easy, but you know I, when I think of coach of the year, I think of a coach like Dignall, who you know the Thunder are a game away yeah. from making a playoff spot. This spunky little young team. That no one, the people thought they were going to win 20 games. They end up having a 40 spot in the regular season. And, and think of this too from the Thunder point of view. The like tonight's game against the Timberwolves, house money. Mm-hmm. You lose, no one expects you to be here. You win, you're going to the playoffs. And on top of this, they have these so much uh, cap space and they've so much invested in draft capital over the years. You play like this, you're going to lure someone into Oklahoma City to want to play for you. Yeah, they're a young team, spunky. They're fast. They're strong. 
And they got to add some scores. Diddy had a career high, 31 against the Pelicans. Yeah, so those are your award nominees. We went over the playoffs a little bit. Um, football news, we should talk commander sale because it looks like ding dong, the witch is dead because Dan Snyder looks like he's going to sell to Josh Harris, who is the owner of the Philadelphia 76ers in the NBA and the New Jersey Devils in the NHL. Reportedly over $6 billion is the deal. Uh, the league will vote on this at the league owners meetings next month in Minneapolis. Dan, you're down in DC. I'm presuming the vibes are immaculate. They're they're all the at this. Uh, my TV station was doing a package earlier about there was some brewery that was celebrating the commander's possible sale, and people were just out partying like crazy. Like it's it, it it's a good time to be a commander's fan. It really is. Now, of course, things can happen. Deal can fall through. I don't see it happening. This price that Josh Harris is offering, it obviously meets Dan Snyder's asking price because they agreed to a sale. So if I'm the NFL owners and you need two, you need two thirds, about 24 votes from NFL owners, I don't look twice. It should be unanimous. This team has to be sold. It has to get done. Snyder makes the NFL look bad. It makes the city of Washington look bad. You know, this is not the time to be playing around here. The Snyders want to sell the team. Fans want the team to be sold. Josh Harris wants to buy a team. You got Mitch Rails, a Maryland business guy, big time uh, philanthropist, uh, local to the area. And then, of course, the Hall of Famer Magic Johnson's involved in this group as well. Get it done. It's over. This is big possibilities here for the commanders. You have a very young team that seems to be fairly solid. Um, they obviously have some good receiving core. You have good coaching surrounded. What better way to enter a new phase in the franchise by selling the team to a good businessman, to a good sports businessman? He has the Devils and the Sixers, both in the playoffs. Yeah, and if, you, and if you're the NFL, get rid of the cancer before mm-hmm. it's too late. And I, I asked this question last night because I don't know, and I'm not that smart of a person. What does this do to the lawsuits going against him? I don't know. Do they get dismissed to a degree because of the sale? Or or is it still because he's named in the suit? Well, I mean, it depends. I, I would think the lawsuits were would to continue because you know you, you have people that have been, you know, mistreated and oh I, I I'm I know I know that, but I'm just saying if he sells. Does it become just a personal suit against him, or is it still a suit against the team? I mean, I don't know. That's that's a good question. Can they can they turn it into a personal thing again? I, I have no idea. I'm not a lawyer. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. I, I don't know. I'm not. I, I would need someone smarter yeah. than me to know this. A good point. I mean, I would think the baggage would go with Harris 
if it's the team that's getting stewed. Um, mm. Which would stink, but of course, yeah. like, it is. The, the other question I posed this on Wishbone Shotgun was Does this change the whole identity of the commanders? Does Josh Harris come in and maybe change the team name again and then give them a different vibe just to get away from the smell of Dan Snyder. They won't even sell pretzels at the stadium anymore because of Snyder's pretzels. That's another thing. And, um, you know, a couple people have actually asked me about that. Like we should, should they change the name again? Because, you know, it was a Dan Snyder name. It wasn't a, it, it wasn't a name that, you know, the Washington fans approved of. It's actually a good question. I don't know. I say just keep me it, it, changing a name. I mean, you you just you just change all the branding, everything part. Of, I mean, and Josh Harris isn't isn't going to shed a tear if he has to spend more money to change branding again. But you know, you're talking about trademarks. And all that stuff. I don't know if he wants to do all that. I mean, that that process takes a long time. Yeah. So I don't know if it'll happen this year. It can certainly happen in the next couple of years if he wants to do it. Um, but I, I don't know if he'll do it. I think you just take on the commanders as your own thing. You get it out of the ashes that is Dan Snyder, and you just move on with it as as tainted as Washington history has been these past couple of decades, you can only go up from here once the team sells. I still think they missed an opportunity to be named the presidents. Mm-hmm. And on everyone's helmet, they have to have the number of their favorite president. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. All right, so D- Dan Snyder looks like he's going to sell the commanders. Finally, and the NFL will get rid of that headache. Talked a little basketball. Baseball news. The Rays are undefeated entering tonight. They are currently trailing the Toronto Blue Jays 6-3 to three in the 7th. Uh, Josh Lowe and Christian Betancourt just went back-to-back yeah, to make it a 6-3 game. I'm telling you, man. Look, this is what I've been saying all week. I'm not knocking the Rays for being – they're not a bad team. They're a good team. Their pitching is outstanding. Their hitting has been outstanding. But when you face the heart of the American League, the the, the vibe is different. Look at the teams they face early on, the Tigers, the Nationals, the A's. They squeaked out two games from the Red Sox. You know, they swept them, but they squeaked out two games that the Red Sox really gave them run for their money. So I feel like the hype of the Rays, as excited as I was, I love winning streaks. You know that. I love winning streaks, but the excitement was a bit too much because the Rays haven't had true competition. Now they have some true competition in Toronto. Toronto is a very good team. So that's why I haven't gone too crazy over. But, of course, in baseball, you always want winning streaks. So it's always very exciting. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of the opposite of you. Like, I understood who they were playing. But still, teams find ways to lose games to teams they should. Mm-hmm. You know, it's easy. Okay, we won the first two games against Detroit. We'll sit most of our regulars. 
take two out of three, it's not it's not the end of the world. You know, we we you know won the first few games in Washington. We'll sit guys for the third. They're finding ways to win, and I love the fact that the last couple of days they found different ways to win against the Red Sox. One big inning, they won a one to nothing. Mm-hmm. Winning these different kinds of ways, they that gets you ready for the playoffs where every pitch, every swing, everything matters. Mm-hmm. So I, I couldn't be more excited. So the Rays starting a three game set in Toronto tonight. Then they go to Cincinnati for the Reds. Then they come home to play the White Sox and the Astros. So six three going to the bottom of the seventh between the Blue Jays and the Rays. So we'll see what happens there, but love it. Baseball's in full swing. NBA playoffs are starting tomorrow. Mm-hmm. NHL playoffs on Monday. The NFL draft. The Masters were last weekend. I didn't watch a single hole. Yeah. I mean, apparently we missed Brooks Kepka blowing the lead. So, okay. Yeah, so. Sports are in full swing. Yeah, it's great. And, you know, look, it, it, it's good that we have all these sports to watch. It, it keeps me keeps me on my toes. I'm not going to lie, especially with baseball. The games are moving much faster. Can you believe this? The Yankees lost 11-2 on Thursday to the Twins. The game was two hours, 20 minutes. Two hours, 20 minutes. Rules work. Listen, you will not hear me complain about this pitch clock. (laughs) It's been excellent. Rules work. Um, But, yeah, no, I'm excited. Uh, All this sports stuff keeping me on my toes. So stay tuned Uh, to the network because we will be all over it. Yeah. Tune in. This podcast will have you covered. Breakaway Bins will cover you Stanley Cup playoffs. Wishbone Shotgun will have the NFL draft. And batter up on Sunday. We'll cover the week in baseball going as well. So, until then, this has been the bottom of the sixth inning of Game 13 of the Sports Insanity Podcast on the Sports Insanity Network. Check out this podcast, Google, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Check out the website, www.thesportsinsanitynetwork.com. Blogs, blogs, planes, trains, and automobiles. Check us out Twitter at S. Insanity Real. That's Twitter handle. S Insanity Podcast is the podcast, or is it SIP? SIN Sports Insane. SIN Sports Insane is the podcast. We're also also on the Facebook, so check it out. Danny Boy, Reginald, Dan Rines. I'm Mike Griffin. Thank you for listening. Have a great weekend, everyone, and namaste. Peace. Let's go next. Go next. Ever since our recording, the Blue Jays were being the Rays 6-3. They end up winning 6-3. The Rays' 13-game winning streak ended on Friday. And I said it. I, I said it. Said it. Said it. Said it. Said it. Said it. The Rays, not, they're not frauds. They're a good team. But they haven't really faced competition. Until they face Toronto. They've lost two in a row to Toronto. They lost 6-3 on Friday. And then they lost 5-2 on Saturday. 
So now it's against the American League, you know, because you know that, that they're a thorn in everyone's asses. Bottom line, but you cannot tell me that the reason why that the Rays got off to that great start was just because they are a good team. They had a cookie. They had a cookie. Period. So now that they don't have that cookie, and they're facing teams like the Blue Jays, now they're, we're starting to see what type of team they truly are. And again, they'll win games. They'll probably have a good season. No doubt about that. But now the competition's starting to heat up, so I'm glad the Rays are starting to experience some losses and stuff. It's going to be good for character building and all that stuff. So great uh, learning lesson for the season. And um, now everyone out of the Tampa Bay Ray knows what it's like to lose in 2023. That was great. It's awesome for baseball. I would have loved to see a big winning streak, though. I'm not going to lie. I'm a huge fan of winning streaks. So anytime there's a winning streak, I always root the team with the winning streak. But I was not sold on the Rays, bottom line. So move on. They get to regroup. They had a bad series in Toronto. Now they have to regroup for Cincinnati starting on Monday. NBA playoffs are here. By the way, uh, we were talking about how the Bulls had a lead against Miami in that last playing game. Well, guess what? Uh, Miami came back, actually had a run in the late fourth quarter, and uh, they propelled to a victory. Miami heading into the playoffs. They become the eighth seed and will face the Bucks. Uh, and then um, the Timberwolves were able to get out of the play-in as well. They won their game against Oklahoma City. They will be the eighth seed in the NBA playoffs Western Conference. Now, no contest for the Brooklyn Nets. They lose to the 76ers. Again, this is pretty much expected. Sixers are a way better team than Brooklyn is. 121-101 final score there. Uh, the star player for the Nets, obviously, is Mikel Bridges. He had 30 points. Uh, also collected five rebounds down. Now, Nick Claxton actually had eight points-wise. He was uh, he only had five, but the rebounds, he, had, he did grab 10 boards there. So, in that sense, he was okay. Uh, but scoring-wise, the Nets were no match for Tobias Harris, who had 21. Joel Embiid, who had 26. James Harden, who had 23. And that's what that's all it is. The, the, the Sixers right now have better scores. And, you know, there are a bunch of people that had double-digit figures. So what it comes down to is the their best players are scoring 20-plus. And the Nets, their best player has 30, while the rest couldn't even escape the teens. That's the difference between those two teams, obviously, um, the Sixers also play uh, some good defense there against the Nets as well. So that, that factors in. And th- that's all it is. The, the Nets are just outmatched against the Sixers. And that's the reality of their situation. It doesn't mean they won't win a game. I'm sure one of these days Philly will probably slip a little bit. Or maybe Philly sweeps them again. But the reality is the Nets do not have that big time star power. Yet, and they're just not ready yet. And the Sixers have been here, done that. They will go out there and they're going to win games. So, one on one versus the Sixers, one twenty one. 
It's not going to look like a good series, but this is a great learning experience for Brooklyn, and I'm glad that they're able to get, these young players at least, are able to get that experience in the playoffs. They desperately could use it, and for a growing team that's trending upward, it's a good experience for them. And then we move on to Celtics-Hawks. Celtics beat Atlanta 112-99. Tatum had 25 points, 11 rebounds. Jalen Brown had 29 points, 12 rebounds. Even Derek White even having a good game, 24 points of his own. Jason Tatum with the 25 points, he had 40 minutes of play. So he, he, he was there pretty much the entire game. Uh, Jalen Brown right behind him with 37 minutes of action. And then in terms of the Hawks, DeJounte Murray had 24 points. He was their leading scorer there. Trey Young, who, let's be real, he's the face of the Atlanta Hawks. He only had 16. And then his assist game was, was okay. He had eight assists. Uh, but when your scoring game's not there, that's a problem, and the uh, Celtics did a great job at containing him and the rest of that Hawks team that could be very, very dangerous when they're cooking. So um, they were able to defend them very well, only holding them to 99 points, and the rest is just on the Celtics scoring, and they certainly did that. So they take a 1-0 series lead there. Knicks come into uh, Cleveland and upset the Cavaliers, 1-0, 1-0-1. To 97 final score there they take a one nothing series lead the Cavs are pretty much the favorites to win the series I still think they will win the series but the Knicks they proved to me every single time they get a nice big blow from the Cavs punch right into the face knock them down down pretty bad but then they answer they have answered the Cavs all night. And that is a good character team. It's a team that never gives up. And look, the Knicks had a lead for pretty much most of the game. Yeah, there are a couple times where the Knicks sort of blow the lead, especially in the fourth quarter when Mitchell just went off hitting three after three after three after three. Don Mitchell had a good night of his own. 38 points. He was the leading scorer across everybody. But the Knicks never gave up. And when they took the punch, they got back up and they took and they punched back. And that, again, just goes to show you that this team is not is not going quit. There's no quit with this Knicks team. They were able to come away with a victory, four-point victory, but they were able to come away with a big victory. And one thing we learned big time, Jalen Brunson is having an exceptional year. I argue MVP-like numbers. Uh, he'll probably get a most improved player and stuff. But what, it proved, what this season has proved to me about Jalen Brunson is that f- supposed fluke what he had with the Mavericks, his scoring performance, and his his point guard performance and all that stuff. That's out the window. He's an assassin, man. This guy comes in here and makes everybody look better. He's made Julius look better all season. He makes Quinn Ryans, Emmanuel Quickly, Opie Toppin. He makes everyone look better. And then he's a scorer. He is an absolute scorer. He's an incredible, incredible addition to the Knicks. He is the signing of the season, no matter what happens with this team. He's the best signing 
uh, in that past offseason. And it's looking good. And the fact that he's ours, Knicks fans, the fact that he's ours makes me really, really, really excited. So the Knicks come away with victory. 1-0 series lead. Can you imagine Madison Square Garden on, on, on a Friday night if the Knicks were to be up 2-0? I'm not, I don't want to dream big because you, you got to be realistic. The Cavs are pretty pissed off. You got to be a little realistic that they're going to come out and they're going to try to win this game too. But can you imagine 2-0 series lead going to the Garden? Oh boy, that's going to be big. Oh, Julius Randle came back from injury. He had been dealing with a sprained ankle. He looked he looked very good in the first half. He wasn't very good in the second half, but he made big time plays. He grabbed that late rebound late and was able to pass it out and able to tick more of the clock. The Knicks ended up scoring on that as well, so that was huge. And then uh, Josh Hart also had a, a pretty solid game. He had double double. Uh, the uh, Julius Randle also had double double, but Josh Hart. Uh, obviously, his 17 points, big contribution there, 10 rebounds. Uh, and, again, just an incredible, incredible job by the Knicks. They were able to contain everyone else besides Mitchell. Uh, Mobley had a bad night. Garland had a, a terrible night. Uh, I don't care what his 17 points says. It was not a good night for him. Um, and the Knicks defensively played well. They were able to contain the Cavs. They didn't have pretty scoring performances, but they stuck it together and they were able to win the game. So good, good, big time uh, start to the series. And then the final game of the Saturday night slate, the Kings and a very, very tight one against the Warriors. 126-123 final score in favor of Sacramento. And, and again, this was a very, very close game. And... This is not going to be an easy series for Sacramento. Bottom line, the Warriors, as me and Rifkin predicted, again, we weren't sure if they were going to win game one. We never said that they were going to win game one, the Warriors. But we did say that this is, if the Warriors want to come out, want to have a chance to come out of the West, that this is a series that they prayed for because they know that the Kings are inexperienced and they, they play very well, the Kings. But they're inexperienced in the playoffs. You have Steph Curry, you have Draymond, you have Clay, you have all these players that have been there, done that. They just they're off a championship season in 2021, 2022. So you cannot expect the Warriors to go in there and act like they're gonna lay down like a dog. They're gonna be very competitive. So it was a very competitive game all across. Uh, obviously, Steph Curry had the 30 points for the Warriors. Uh, he led the way with that team. Klay Thompson had 21 of his own. But then, of course, you look at the Kings. De'Aaron Fox with 38 points. Malik Monk, who had another, he is another solid night. He's been absolutely terrific. 32 points of his own. And then contribution from Harrison Barnes, 13.7 rebounds. Sabonis is a big one. 12 points, but he has 16 rebounds. So, uh, all-around great performance by Sacramento. Close game, but they were able to come way big, uh, winning by three. And they have a 1-0 series lead over Golden State. They battle for that 
little region up in California, and it's going to be pretty tight. I'm not going to lie. It's going to be pretty tight. So uh, that's a good one to start. The Sunday slate in the NBA, you have the Grizzlies and the Lakers. Expect uh, uh, the Grizzlies to, I, I expect the Grizzlies to come out big, but don't count out the Lakers. The Heat, who won on uh, against Chicago on Friday, they faced the Bucks. That I don't think that's going to be a big competition there. I think the Bucks are better than the Heat. Bottom line, and then you have Clippers and Suns. That's going to be a very close one. And then the T Wolves facing Denver. Denver should uh, have the stronger team. They should be able to come away victorious. But again, it's the playoffs. You just never know. And then finally. Uh, I know uh, Giancarlo Stanton, we just move over to a little bit of Yankee news. He does have a bit of a hamstring issue, so the Yankees did put him on the 10-day IL, which means they have to call someone up, and they called up our friend Oswald Peraza. How about that? That's pretty, pretty exciting for the young man. And he probably felt a little discouraged not making the team. He didn't have a good spring training and stuff. I mean, obviously, you... You can't really expect much. Um, but um, he's still a very young player, still trying to get it. And he did a, a good job last year. Uh, but this call-up, while Giancarlo is out, will probably give him a kick of an ass right here. Getting sent down was a big kick in the ass. Now this is even more big kick because you're in the big leagues. And you're going to be in the lineup at some point. So he's going to have to play play good innings. He's going to have to play well. And I just think that this is a good thing for him. I'm glad that he's up. He gets to join his boy Volpe and Cabrera. And look, the, the I like seeing the kids out there. Just going out there and playing and learning and you know, getting the taste of the MLB experience. It's pretty, pretty darn fantastic. So, I'm happy. I know uh, it's probably not what Peraza wanted. But it's a chance for him to show us Yankee fans what he can bring. So, he'll be up with the team for the final uh, game against the Twins uh, on Sunday afternoon. Uh, we'll certainly cover all that stuff on Batter Up and and uh, a lot of things uh, all week across Sports Saying Network. Stay tuned. NHL starts Monday. NBA rolls on. It's going to be fun, folks. Enjoy all of it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Take care. What's going on, everyone? Lawrence Patchman Lang here president of the Sports Insanity Network, just reminding you to go to our website, www.thesportsinsanitynetwork, where you can read everyone's blogs here on the network and also find about the history of the Sports Insanity Network.